It's time to be heard. It's time to stand up and be counted. It's time for One Too Many Voices with your host, Love Scopes author, and father of all things One Too, Mark Husson. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of One Too Many Voices. This is Mark Husson. I feel like I have been gone way too long, and it's so good to be back, and I couldn't be more honored to bring my return uh, with me to my return, a group of bulls known as Tauruses, and I think you guys know and love them. I'm really excited to have them with me because it's going to be fun to watch what happens to this energy. And this is the goal of the show, that you guys get to understand Taurus a little deeper and a little more from the perspective of none other than Tauruses. And so we're going to try to get honest with them. We're going to ask them questions. You, You get to hear the style. And I want to introduce them first, just really briefly. Uh, first, Taurus has been with me many, many shows, and you all know and love uh, Professor, the Wizard, the one and only Mo Abdelbaki. Mo, are you with me? I'm with you, and Mo. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> That's a cow. <laughs> That's right. Oh, no. There's some bull behind it. Trust okay, me. good. <laughs> uh, and next, I have never had um, this woman on the show before, even though she's been an advisor with One to Listen for many, many years. I feel like she's part of the gang forever, and it's so good to have her on with me. I did have her on the Hey House show, but never on One Too Many Voices. She is also a Taurus, known for her amazing um, work as a mystic, and I remember her for her door work. Please welcome, if you would, Gerald Larson. Gerald, are you here? I am no bull. <laughs> and crystal sound. I love how you sound. <laughs> Lastly, the newest member, not only to one to listen, but to my show. I've never had Christine on before. I am in awe of her, I have to tell you. I don't tell her that very often. But <laughs> I <laughs> I watch her gump. She she hit the ground running. She has not stopped since she has. She's a uh, consummate Taurus. You'll hear it in her and what she's up to. If you would welcome Christine DeMarnier. to Say it for me. Christine. <laughs> du Marnier. Du Maurier. Du Maurier. You have Thank to have a little you. bit of a French accent. I do have Mark. to have a little bit of French. <laughs> du Maurier. Thank you for that. And I'm so sorry to mess that up. Um, I am glad to have you all here with me. And it's wonderful because of your willingness to share who you are as people. And in this Taurus thing, because I have a lot of questions on behalf of the listening audience as to uh, what is this Taurus motive? So let me start off. I'm just going to put this in the middle of the ring. I'm going to I'm going to start with Mo, and we're going to work around. But there is a there is a belief that people have about Taurus, this earthy sign, this fixed earth, that you guys, when pushed to do something, have to automatically, without reservation, just say no. And I want to know. <laughs> First of all, if you recognize that within yourselves, and secondly, what is that mechanism? If you could describe it, what is actually happening? Mo, I'm, you have deeply, a I'm deeply offended by that. <laughs> I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> I love it. That's yeah, the most, you know. most direct and angry I've ever heard you, both. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me. I'll give you. Let me give you a, a quick story of I think how that mechanism works. Okay. okay? Yeah. When I was young, I was stupid, and I had my stupid friends with me, and there were some buffalo that were being raised in a pasture not far from my house. So we went down, and my friends had BB guns, and they were shooting at the butt of the buffalo. Now, buffalo have thick skin, didn't bother. There was this huge bull underneath the tree. And so we were, ha, 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 this thing is not going to bother us. And all of the sudden, the buffalo was about, oh, 50 feet away from us, running. And then he was like 
10 feet away. And I have never run. So I felt like Peter Pan. I was running so fast. Right. <laughs> and we had to jump into an irrigation ditch. That is the mechanism. There is a certain point where we just, at least for me, you can push, push, push. And then suddenly it's like snap. And then it's head down and horns straight ahead. Locked and looked out. Now, is that okay? So, are you saying then you do recognize if somebody says, "I want to start this new diet," and and I think it'd be great if you started with me and they and did it, and you feel that mechanism oh. in you going, mm. "Oh, my eyes roll back into my head. I I begin to you know my tongue swells." I I don't know about other Tauruses, but I don't like being told what to do. We are about to find out. Miss Gerald. <laughs> Gerald, what is the mechanism? Do you see it in yourself? Do you know what I'm talking about when it's like, I kind of don't like being told what to do, and I sort of put my heels on, even if it's the best thing anybody's ever suggested? No. No is not in my vocabulary. <laughs> There's, there's something oxymoronic about that, isn't there? Okay, no, it, <laughs> Actually, Mark, you know what it is? I think Taurus is being so earthy. We are extremely grounded in who we are. Right. We know who we are. We feel it. We stay true to it. And other people just don't like that it's not easy to pull us out of our authenticity. And oh. that's basically what it is to me. Okay, so it's not just being I'm comfortable and I don't want to go into my uncomfort zone. It's you're feeling like it just isn't up for you to do and you just don't want to do it. Absolutely. I think we're the poster children of staying authentic to who we are. And Wow, uh, that is so awesome. You are like, the, that is so classic Taurus. I love that. <laughs> I do. I really do. And I'm going to explain that. Christine, tell me, do you notice that mechanism in you or are you a completely like, I'll do whatever you say? Well, I think that is, I'm really, it's interesting listening to Mo and Gerald share because I resonate with that, but I also have the uh, element in my in my being of really being uh, open to helping people. But mm -hmm. I do have that, well, that, that engine that says, oh, that's not going to work, but I'm not going to tell you that's <laughs> not going to work, you know. So, um, and also I will get to the point where per Mo's story that if I'm pushed up, like I've had enough, you know, you don't want to be in front of me <laughs> yes. so, because I will let you know exactly where things went awry and um, that uh, the person probably has just asked a little too much mm -hmm. times like 400 of, of my giving nature. So, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I, I agree with Gerald that um, we are, we know who we are, even though we probably had to grow into that mm -hmm. um, as we got older. So now, yeah, you, this is interesting. Now you guys, there is a notorious, we're thinking of Barbara Streisand, there's Cher, there's the whole thing around the, the singers who have a reputation of being sort of stubborn. Now, the idea is they often, and the rumor is, and the mythology is that Tarses often pick a sort of nudgy, naggy partner that sort of is the inspiration that gets them off the couch, that gets them motivated. Yes or no? Did you create that, Mo? Oh, are you trying to get me in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> Just yes or no. You don't have to elaborate. Um, <laughs> it could be a business partner. There's nothing <laughs> naggy about my wife at all. No. We, <laughs> <laughs> that is 
um, so I, cute. I'm, I'm you sorry. Love she, you, Susan. Love Jesus. you. <laughs> no, she she is determined, and uh, and I am. You know, I can sit in one position for three weeks. You know, yeah. so it's it's for her that drives her crazy. So to yes, okay, yes. Okay, there so you, you get somebody in your life who nudges you a little. Gerald, do you need that? Do you find that you keep creating someone who nudges you? Well, I think I nudge <laughs> everybody else. <laughs> no, oh. <laughs> there we go. Back to that. No, <laughs> no way. <laughs> No, of of course I need that, uh, just as everyone else does. I would stay in my head 24-7 if I was allowed to. So luckily, um, I have partners that take me out and make me do things, and I love it. It opens me up to many wonderful things. So I guess I'm not the typical Taurus who digs her heels in. I love it. Okay, good. Well, you're saying you go willingly, but I bet they take you out and wine and dine you, and no Taurus is going to say no to that. Oh, no, fetus. Right, fetus fetus is good. But it's the (laughs) thing. About the one who says, I think you ought to really relook at the way you're doing your business because I think da 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 da. I think that we're going to see a little digging in, but we're going to get to that point. Christine, do you have a, a nudgy one in your life that sort of uh, <laughs> it's like pokes you? It's a poker. I don't know. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> so I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm putting you all in the danger zone. I'm so sorry. Uh, um, no, yes, absolutely. But I tend to push myself pretty hard. Yes. It's more of. Um, helping me really focus in on where and how I put my um my energies because sometimes they can be scattered because there's so many things that I like to do and yes by the way it is inside of a home right I love my home so that's very very true so um yeah I absolutely have someone who just gets me to think about you know getting out of my head and also playing more is something really interesting. So It is interesting because a couple of you have referenced several times being in your head. Now, those of us that study astrology know most Tauruses are not known to be in their head. They're known to be in their bodies, into the, into the, into the being place, which brings me up a, good, a question that I want to know. The other myth that Tauruses are known for is to be to being slow learners. To be the judgment was they were slow learners, mm-hmm. um, even though you guys are very smart and very you know acute and I'm sure different levels of intelligence, just like every single human being on the planet. Were you all at? For, was there concern in the family ever when you were young people that you were maybe moving a little too slow, Mo? No, okay. uh, that wasn't my mom's worry. <laughs> okay. She had a lot of other worries, but that wasn't the one. Okay. Was it ever a worry of um, anything Taurus related? What was her worry? Too her fast? worry was that I didn't live up to my um, expecta- her expectations, but to my potential. Okay. Um, because they labeled me uh, when I was young. And so they said, you know, this kid has this potential. And I frankly could have cared less so about they labeled a you as smarty pants. As 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 smart, but but not living up to it. Okay, you know, not gotcha. you're you're not putting your energy into it properly. But you know, I could recite entire episodes of Batman and things like that. Right. So, so you know, I yeah. think that that we're kind of into that. This is leaning into a little bit about what I was going for, which is that you're perceived as not enough. Uh, Gerald, were you ever? Did you ever have that accusation as a child? Well, I'll tell you, Mark. I came in knowing 
everything. Yes. And I mean, before I, as soon as I started talking uh, at young age, I was spouting off everything. So I was actually known as a know-it-all. And uh, every single solitary day in class growing up, Cheryl had to go sit in the hall because she was blurting out the answers to everything wow. before anyone else had an opportunity. So Again, no, that okay, wasn't good. part That's of my good. experience. You're, you're busting up the myths. I love that. No problem at all. Uh, Christine, you? Well, um, I was diagnosed with dyslexia later on in my life, and yep. I kind of looked back and went, oh, yeah. <laughs> that made a lot of sense. But um, to Mo's point, um, my gift was really in music, and, and I, I concur with the you know what was given to me was you're just not committed enough to this path yes because you're so clearly gifted and and so you know there was guilt around that that I didn't practice enough or I didn't get ready for performances in time and so a huge amount of pressure to live up to something that I didn't know if I really wanted it or not I mean just same with Mo you know right. <laughs> it's kind of like um, and so does, pressure, it, yeah. Yes, and it fits in the stereotype. So I'm going to stay with you, Christine, and then we'll yeah. go back around the other way. Is um, did ever, I knew Tauruses as I was le- learning Taurus. I knew actually know somebody who's still around uh, that I know of, and they had every once in a while they would identify a desire that was insatiable. And this is where Liz Green, the psychologist, mm-hmm. would talk about taming the bull of desire. She would get this person and every Taurus I've known since would get on a kick of one thing that they had to have. And it was like, talk about not being able to stop them. Like this one woman, very uh, an older, mature woman, needed was never got the Corvette she ever wanted as a child. And she couldn't pay her rent. She was on the edge of being convicted. The Corvette shows up in her life, a used one, and she puts every penny she has into it. Now, I'm like, okay, do you recognize the insatiable desire part in you? No. <laughs> yes. Because this is the heart yeah. and soul of the Taurus motive and the Taurus motif. So, and is there something recently or is there a, an, a, a story that you might uh, identify to sort of anchor it in a little? And it's okay if you don't have sure. one. Yeah. Well, I, I think that, um, you know, to fall into that Tauruses are very much into their physical bodies and, yes. and absolutely for me. That is a place where I nurture, nurture, nurture. And um, because it just feels good and I feel good. So I'm very deeply connected to that part of who I am. Mm -hmm. But it's also how um, I really work as an empath, an an intuitive empath. And and so um, when I fell into finally fully fall, I found myself falling into the research and the study of metaphysics, um, I, I, I was in that space for 15 solid years. That's all I read. That's all I did. That's all. I mean, it's just, yeah. it was constant, um, insatiable, and nobody was going to stop me. And I think that's the difference with, um, as a child, when uh, the parents or the adults around you see something that they want you to pursue. Mm-hmm. You just can't commit to it. But when you find that thing, mm. you can, there's nothing that, that will, will stop you. you. Absolutely. It's, Heard that yeah. before. And is there a – and then just one last little thing. is yeah. Has there ever been an object, a chair you had to have? And if you do, is it always have to be the best? No. Okay. No. What, you takes, know, pride, what takes over that? Like thriftiness or – No. no? 
<laughs> no, I'm saying. <laughs> I, I know you're really yeah. asking. I'll tell, share a really quick funny story. Is it's usually it's something artistic that I've made. Like oh, I, gotcha. I spent. Um, I would buy. I guess there's something thrifty here. You know, I'd go to antique places and get these monster, beautiful old frames, and then spend like six months dropping dots on it. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> order, so there's pride in that and eclectic, eclectic things. I don't. I'm not drawn to really expensive things because I, I just don't like what that represents gotcha. for myself. Mm-hmm. I would rather have it be something that I've created, or it's from a you know a junk place or a thrift store that I've messed around with, and gotcha. you know, the, yeah. No, I love that. Okay, mm-hmm. Gerald, um, you have a thing desire thing. Yeah, I do. I have insatiable desire. Wait a minute. Did you just say yes? <laughs> yes, I did. Let me revel in that one for one minute, please. Just one minute. Go ahead. I, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Yes. Insatiable desire. A hundred percent. If um, if, I, if there's something I want to do or someone I want to meet or anything else, I will not let up until I've actually done it. And I, they always say, you know, the tourists digs their heels in and, yeah. and won't move off of anything. But to me, it's just being passionate. Yeah. I think I'm totally passionate about whatever it is that's in my sphere at the time. So, yeah. And I agree with Christine. When I realized that I was going on this path as well, I there wasn't anything that would stand in my way from making conferences, going to workshops, reading, 20 out of 24 hours a day, yeah. I was committed to it. And that was my life. There was no room for anything else but this in my life. I love that. Are you a pack rat, Gerald? No. You're not? Mm-mm. You're light? You're easy? Just like, okay, I'm letting go now? I am so clean and clear, it isn't even funny. Always uh, been that way? Uh, yes. Okay. Always. All right. I'm a minimalist. You are I, a minimalist. And I the things you have are high, high quality, would you say? Uh, I, yes, I am very passionate about everything in my surroundings must have depth, must have meaning, must have texture, uh, must have history, the, the whole business. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Because um, that's the I want everybody to know this is a Venus ruled sign, so they're body they're belly based. So that what they when they talk like that, what they're saying is they experience a sort of lushness that starts literally at the at the belly and moves up, which is why often we'll see Tauruses who um, won't budge until that passion hits. Mo, Mark, yes, Mark, go ahead, yeah. In in our eyes, we are all queens and kings. Oh, you do not have to underscore that one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Mark crazy. No, I know. It's like I attract you guys like bees to honey. I'm not mm-hmm. kidding. Um, it's because I see in that that part where Tarsus want the comfort and they believe they deserve it. And I want to get to the heart of that because I think it's – I am not opposed to it because I have met many Tarsus who I think – do so well in the in the grip of that kind of passion that I love seeing you guys revel in your own sensuality. It's unbelievable to me. I really do envy it because I don't think I have a drop of it. Mo, are you yeah. a um what what is going on with your desire thing? You have something you ever just locked onto and said, um, I need to have it. 
It's never ending and it can be many things at once. And, you know, I want the best there is and I don't want to pay the price. You know, you have turned me on to so many things about like, I remember you turned me on to a watch. You go, this watch is amazing. You look it up online. It's like $22,000 watch. I'm like, okay, that's very cool. Well, and I don't it, have one yet. No, I, you always tell me about the best and I, and I really do. I have a Taurus nephew who I won't buy a chair until he sits in it. I swear to right. God, he has a gift. Okay, so Mo, you does that desire um, get you in trouble sometimes? Like where you do overextend to create it? Because I have a feeling those all of you have children, and it probably does thwart the the fa- that factor maybe a little. Here's bit. what I do with it: I I try to find a way around. I like to create things and make things, so I will. And you know, my wife constantly says. Just buy it. Just buy it now. You know, because God bless her. I'm going to I'm gonna try and make my own version of it and find a workaround so I don't have to buy it. And eventually it's like, oh, okay, you know. Yeah. But but this drive, this need to have once you make your mind up, for example, and here's the other thing, I always get what I want. It's just a matter of time. And I'm very patient that way. Yes. Um, so, for example, you know, the bagpipes that I want, I will eventually get them, um, much to the chagrin of everyone I know. Oh, my but, God, yes. <laughs> yes, but I will have them. And I don't want the big war pipes. I want what are called kitchen pipes. They're quieter. But, you know. And how much and, research do you do before you finally make your plunge? Oh, my God. Um, uh, years, I mean, literally, uh, you know, I spend, I research everything to death until I know that what I am getting is exactly what I need. Wow. I mean, I really, I just go, but I love research. You know me, you know, I love to get in there and, and dig around, but I will, I will research everything about it until it irritates some people, but that's what I do. I love that. Now, uh, Christine, you, the, the yeah. other thing about Taurus being Venus ruled, now I want the the world listening, it rules the throat, it rules music, it rules um, the uh, singing, obviously. And you all have very powerful voices, each one of the people listening. I hope people listening can hear that, the power of the Taurus voice. So I want to address that, but I also want to address this topic of set of flattery. And I want to know, ha, do you recognize the power of your own flattery? Uh, and are you also a victim of flattery? Okay, the power of my own flattery, which <laughs> to other people, <laughs> to other people, oh, <clears throat> to get in getting what you want. I think I used that as a child. I, I had to grow into that part of myself, um, and now I find that I'm really quite shy. Um, Hmm. where I don't want to even have that be addressed. Um, But if I am truthful about it, I will go out of my way to compliment somebody else to help them, you know, feel more comfortable. Um, And uh, the compliment is genuine, by the way. Yes. um, Because I really want to engage with the person that I'm speaking with. Um, But, yeah, I I do sense that. And I can, I think one of the hardest aspects of that is, um, just understanding why that is a point that I have to deal with, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. as a Taurus, when my focus is on other things. Yes. <laughs> and then I get smacked with that. And um, just in a variety of situations. Um, so 
where you're required to or you find yourself having to support somebody else when you're on another mission on uh, is that what you mean like having to support or flatter or guide when there's other things you'd rather be doing is that the point we were making I think it's more trying to get it to an even playing field gotcha. you know between the two people um if that's answering your question. It is. I think also when I notice you on your show, which is the through line on Fridays, uh, and you, the, each of these guys have a radio show, I notice that when you and Gerald and Mo do readings, one of the qualities you have among you that is very different than the non tauruses is you do pace yourselves. It's almost like you will not – you guys – and this is what I want the listening audience to get. These guys don't ever leave their own rhythm, very rarely. So when you're answering a question, you might take a breath. Like I'm on the air going, okay, here's a little, 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 little. <laughs> And you're like, you go, okay, let me look. And it's yeah. very like, wow, you guys never leave your bodies. And know that there's Tarses who do. But in this case, I'm seeing like there is a focus in on staying grounded. And in that, it allows you never to be... Um, Mark and his guests will be right back after this short intermission. This is Heather Hildebrand, host of Days of Faith. You're listening to One Two Radio, changing the way we listen to the world. Hi everyone, this is Katie Weaver, and I am so excited to introduce my new class to you. On May 18th at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, I will be teaching Kids Reiki. It's a Reiki form for families to take together. You'll receive an attunement and then learn to heal together, love together, and make the world a better place together. Be sure to look me up at 12academy.com, where we're changing the way we're teaching the world. Hello, beautiful beings. This is Anushi Asta, host of Heaven on Earth and One to Listen Advisor. I would love to help you get clarity and channel angelic messages for you on OneToListen.com. I also offer angel light hypnosis and past life regression sessions. Learn more at AnushiAsta.com. So, have you heard? She's a psychic. A what? A psychic. Oh, she's a one-two advisor on one-two listen. She's also a teacher. A what? A teacher. Oh, she's a teacher at one-two academy. Yep, and she's a host. A what? A host. Oh, she's a host on one-two radio. I get it. You can find Christine DeMaurier, an advisor, teacher, and host of The Through Line on 12Listen, 12Academy, and 12Radio.com. You got it! Hello, hello, my name is Mo, and I'm on 12Radio. My show is called Out of Most Mind. You may be wondering how to find me. I used to be on Monday night, then moved to Friday with delight. I had a year move again, and since you asked, I'll tell you when. I'm on Wednesday, 9 a.m. Pacific time. I'm on Wednesday, I'll bet you wish I were a mime. I'm on Wednesday, listen each and every week. I'm on Wednesday, on metaphysics, I shall speak. Now I'm gonna dance. Wednesday, 9 a.m. I don't know mine. Wednesday. Dancing. 
kick higher, higher. Out of Mo's Mind is now on Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, still the same show. 1-2 Radio, changing the way we see and think about the world. Were you one of those kids who always had rocks in their pockets? So was I. I have spent my life connecting with and learning about rocks and crystals. I'm Christy Brower, a master crystallogist. You're invited to attend my new class on 1-2 Academy called The Joy of Crystals. In class, you will learn about why you are drawn to crystals and how to use them. The Joy of Crystals will be held on May 8th at 9 a.m. Pacific on 12academy.com. The class will be recorded, so if you can't attend on that day, simply register, and I will send you the handout and MP3 file afterward. See you in class. The Psychic Sisters are in the house, yo! Rhonda, Katie, Christy, Kara, Paula! We'll give you a reading so good it'll scare ya. That's right. We'll balance your chakras, talk to your dead grandma, and if you want us to, we'll talk to your pet. Wait a minute. That didn't rhyme. It's true. We're not really good rappers, but we are really good psychics. The Psychic Sisters on Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific on 1-2 Radio, where we're changing the way you listen to the world. I am a mystic. I am a coach. I am a psychic. Hi, this is Donna Virgilio, and if you are done with the past and ready to create new beginnings for yourself, I want to invite you to call me over at 12listen.com. Get a reading, get coaching, and find out what is possible for you in 2013. Hi, this is Erica Longdon, healer and psychic from 12listen. Can you have too much of a good thing? Never. One too many voices, never enough time with Mark Husson on One Two Radio. If you'd like to be a guest on a panel, drop a note to voices at one two radio.com. And now, here's Mark. Like there is a focus in on staying grounded, and in that it allows you never to be um I think it's possible we don't like yeah. to make fools out of ourselves. Would you exactly agree with that? Right. Yeah. I, well, just we want to make sure to make sure to make sure that our our information is really in a place that is concrete and solid. Concrete and solid. And yeah. the other inverse of flattery is to be embarrassed is horrifying. Mm-hmm. I think it's a kind of, I think there might be some, like, I can't believe I, where you look back, you never want regret over something you said is what it looks mm-hmm. like from over here. Cheryl, you relating a little? Absolutely. But as far as flattery, I, I'm going back with no, I don't think that I truly flatter. I'm, I genuinely come from a heart space i have taurus and then i have a cancer rising and i have a moon in libra so i'm all about heart and if i i want to show everyone themselves through my eyes and i see with my heart and that's what i want to portray to everyone i feel as though the best help that i can ever give them is to show them how perfect they are right where they are whatever's going on in their surroundings so i'm not flat i'm sorry go right ahead oh and not flat okay just let me mode you interject i want to be clear about something 
never in my in my vocabulary was flattery ever deemed as um, false. Uh, fla- I always thought flattery was a compliment. I mean, uh-huh. so d- I'm not attributing you all being falsely flattering. I'm just saying the art of flattery, of complimenting, of finding that seems to come very easy. And it also seems to come as a very useful tool when you want something like it does for the world, but because you guys are good at it, you're particularly good at it. Go well, ahead, maybe Tom. this is why it came out that way is because I think all of us have been accused of being of falsely, falsely flattering, flattering. absolutely, right. absolutely, Mo. Yeah. You're so right. Everyone and looks and says, "Oh, you can't really be happy all the time," and I say, "Absolutely, I can, and absolutely, I'll show you how to do it as well." Well, so. I think what, the way I feel about it too is, I have had people, you know, and I will, for example, old high school. They they find you and they say, "Oh, how have you been?" And you write back something, and it's a it's a fond memory, and they they consider you to be some sort of idiot or <laughs> or of attempting to soft soap them for something. It's like I have nothing to gain. So that's the problem: is that we are deemed insincere, and nothing makes me that actually hurts my feelings because well, I mean it or I don't say it. Well, I believe you all, but here's what I want you to know from a non-Taurus point of view. I grew up with a bully who was a Taurus. This girl lived Mm -hmm. down the street with family of seven. She was like, if she wanted, she could, something about her flattery made you feel like you were God. And every time she got what she wanted, like, can I borrow your bike? Once she got what she wanted, the bike was on the ground floor, upside down. She'd run in the house. I mean, we're talking young kids here, but I'll never, ever forget me remembering she, if she's being nice, have your alarm up. So I was trained that way. And then, so I think that you guys have to understand when you give a compliment, it's coming from Venus and it is packed for those of us lacking um, a strong Venus. It's like, oh my God. So you have a lot more power than I think you give yourselves credit for in that department because you're sensual. And so behind your compliment is this incredible sensuality, not sexual. It's sensual. You yeah, feel it. You get people in their bodies. And then then if you pull that away, it's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Someone once told me, they said, Mo, you give good email. Imagine somebody's feeling that connection it, with you and you pull it away. It's like it, because it looks like, okay, I got what I needed. And so it's very powerful. I'm sure there's going to be people in the chat rooms kind of mm-hmm. knowing what we're talking about. But that's where you guys have this thing that is you, you, you're earth. You're the power of earth. So you're bringing people who are idea people and down into their bodies and they feel kind of good there. And then they, they're cooperating with you and then boom, they might feel you pull that away and it looks like a lot more power than you guys might recognize. That's just the point here. Okay. Oh, by okay. the way, Mark, I am a pack rat, just so you know. Are you a pack rat? Oh, Jesus. And, and Okay, so let me ask you this. There's also a rumor that if you lend something to a Taurus, don't ever expect it back. Now, that's my personal experience. It's also people I talk to's personal experience. Do you all relate to that? I know you're honest people that we're talking to here. But, I mean, if somebody, you know, do you, do you relate to the idea of I don't like giving my stuff away? Now, Gerald says she gives it away. Mo, do you? I do. Do not I you know I have lent books out and never gotten them back, and life has brought them back to me luckily because but you have I cursed remember, those people. <laughs> that's right. I mean, it's like you know, but I've had to, and they've walked away with my book that I bought, 
And it just, it, and so I never forget it. I can tell you, a guy borrowed a book from me, he ruined it, got it all wet, bought himself a brand new copy and gave me back the ruined copy. <laughs> that was the last time I lent anything out to anybody, and that was probably about 30 years ago. <laughs> so now, do you feel the way, Christine, about like if you bought a new car, do you like to be the only person driving no, that new thing? No, you like see, sharing it, really? No, oh my gosh, you know, this is like, I, I've, when reading my horoscope when I was a kid, it just didn't make any sense. And then I found out I was a triple Taurus, which I didn't you know, I had to learn whatever that meant. But but the no, I give pretty much everything away, and with no expectation that it's really going to come back. And you know, to per, to Mo's story about books, I because I've taught for so many years, I don't even know where half of my library is at this point, and. But I'm not expecting – so it doesn't fit me at all. I will gladly give that. anything I've got. It's not – you know, Where my kids are already driving my car and, <laughs> you know, God help all of us. You know, <laughs> Alert just, the media. Yeah. <laughs> the kids are behind the wheel. What is the thing that would make you – what makes you insecure? What uh, can we do to take away from you that would make you feel, okay, this isn't feeling very safe? Because that's the I, issue for Taurus. Yeah. And and I will be really truthful and say that um, the, there's really only one place where I could be um, challenged in this way or I'm really vulnerable and soft. And it's because I try my best with everything I do. I think that's what we've been hearing about the Taurus, right? Yep. Um, really, really focused. But if there is um, a criticism that is directed towards me, and it just ends up being a miscommunication. Yep. But still, I will just really w- grind on that. Like, what did I do wrong? Where did I go wrong? Mm. And that's where, um, you know, my partner can grab me and say, stop. Yeah. You know, y- you've got to stop because you're human and you made a mistake or you just missed this one over here. And that's that's a place where I really struggle because the people that I love and the people that I'm trying to help, it's that point of um, if there's a misinterpretation or a miscommunication and I won't really settle until it's resolved until mm-hmm. we have a conversation right so that's powerful that's very good and that very ties into the early thing that we talked about with Mo about it's not really humiliation it's a sense of having disappointed like hey. n- being misinterpreted and that you've let somebody down when the intent was the exact opposite Right. Gotcha. Gerald, anything that would uh, threaten your security? Right along that same line. If I, if you let me know that I've hurt you in any way, shape, or form, I, um, I can beat myself up over that. Right. Uh, I, I, I absolutely um, d- can't. I absolutely do not like feeling that I wasn't enough for you. Mm-hmm. Because my entire goal, it's never about me. It is always about you. Wow. And that's, that's interesting. Now, have you, how hard is it to get to be a friend of Gerald's? Um, In the inner circle friend. Well, I have to be honest. Um, you're not automatically a friend, right. I believe, right? Right, uh, I'm, absolutely. I'm, Taurus says I do not believe generally that everyone is considered a friend. Nope. And 
you have to, um, it takes a bit of loyalty. Authenticity mm-hmm. and loyalty are the two things most important in my life. Now, a couple of free meals doesn't help. Win a, a seat up front a little bit closer. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it okay. definitely helps. Okay, good, Couple good. free meals, you know. <laughs> Got to have them. That'll do it. That'll put you a little now, bit up there. Now you guys put the name in restaurant. You know the name Taurus Restaurant. It's right in the middle of it. Mo, what's your relationship to food? <sighs> um, submissive. Um, <laughs> brilliant answer, Mo. That's so cute. <laughs> I uh, I've had a lifelong um, relationship with it. I love it. Uh, my mother was an astounding cook. Um, my, you know, my brother's a chef, and uh, it's a, it was a family of food. And so I and I cook, and I love to cook. Uh, food to me is love. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things that, and it is sensual. It is very Venusian, you know. Mm. And then, and I like all sorts of food. There's very little I don't like. So. It's a problem for me because I and what I'm, you know, and I'm a stress eater, no doubt about that. So I would, you know, if I have an argument or something like that, uh, here comes the food, you know, and it, it makes me feel a lot better. How are you? Yeah, Mark, <laughs> I love, this is Gerald, I love food as well, but I'm very, very particular. It must be just like everything in my home, it must be very, very high quality good food. And I don't have a weight problem or anything like that, as a lot of Tauruses do, because I'm so particular. <laughs> well, it's true, though, because I'm very fussy. Okay, about when's the last time you've had a fast food anything? Oh, I don't know. I mean, probably 30 years ago. I have no idea. Yesterday. Okay, yeah, there you are. You, you got it. it out of me yesterday. I love it. Okay, Christine, what's your relationship to food? Oh, you know, I, I kind of pick and eat um, when I remember. And then... These and are I, not courses. <laughs> like, oh, Lord, I better eat some food. So it's on a need-to basis. But really? Boy, yeah, when I get, I know it's kind of, I get whacked I by a couple people on that one, but I love to cook, and I love to cook really yummy, yummy meals, and I am a damn good cook, so yummy. I like sitting down and having the big meal laid out, and you know, if it takes, you know, all day to make it, um, so be it. when I have that time, I love to do that, and I love going to really interesting restaurants, so... Wow. And I will take that first class class upgrade if I can get that, you know, for yeah. free. <laughs> that's good. No, that's All good. All those things that are in there, we got to say, no, there is some part of, of this aspect that, you know, enjoying the really fine, fine qualities of life. Really appreciate. I don't want them. them all the time, but when they do show up, it's just, I love it. Do you that appreciate is- a good glass of wine? Oh, yes. Okay, Gerald, do you? <laughs> Oh, my goodness, yes. Okay. Mo, are you a wine drinker? <laughs> I'll drink wine, but I'd rather have coffee. Okay. Your coffee is your wine. Especially especially your coffee. You're so sweet. I, I, I understand. Uh, I See, what I've learned from Taurus is along the way is the art of sensuality. It's just the art of saying the, – the thing that I notice that makes you guys winners in life, in my personal opinion, in certain areas, is you're tireless – 
because you're you're honest to what this is in you. So in other words, I think that there's an art like an insurance company wears you down. You go, okay, okay, I'll just total my car and give me the thousand dollars. But I think there's a place where Taurus goes. I can't. I have to. I'm not going to give in. And you're and you're tireless right. that way. You and, know, Mark, yeah. I can't be sold. Exactly. No one, no one can sell me on anything, no matter how hard they try. I, I can't believe happen. every one of you at this panel, that is true for. I don't think you guys can leave your truth. And that's one of the things I want to emphasize. You're the opposite sign of Scorpio, the, the sign known to just blurt the truth or stay focused on the truth. I think Tarsus can never leave the truth. That's why it's so painful for you guys when you're in a situation that might require compromise or a quick exit. Um, it's tough because you're, you're feeling every move of it. And that's why I give advice to Tarsus listening and to you guys as well. If it's not a, if it's not a yes, it's a no. And you simply have to stay until it becomes a yes, even if it's the greatest idea that ever hit you. You can't budge until it's, it's time to budge. Now, with that in mind, I we have to start rounding up the time to sign off because it's too much fun. You guys are awesome. But I wanted to be able to softly come in without rushing you to talk about what you do, where people can find you, anything you want to say about yourself. We have about enough for about two and a half minutes for each of you. So if we could, Mo, could we start and we'll do it like the way we came in and tell us where people find you what uh, and, and anything you want them to know? Sure. Um, you can find this Mighty Bull on 12listen.com. And uh, I am there pretty darn often. People say you're not there, and I am. I'm trying to be more. And I'm on um, Out of Mo's Mind on Wednesday mornings on 12 Radio, which is uh, one of the most fun things I've ever done in my life. And, um, and I, I teach at 12 Academy. And other than that, um, I knit. And uh, I I do some whittling, and uh, you know I he does uh, too. It's amazing. I hope you do a display of what you have created in your life. You bookbind. I mean, yeah. it's crazy, right? It's amazing. That, yeah, that's kind of a Taurus thing too. I think you take things that you have and you try and um, you know you re- you have to make them yours. Yeah, they're crafty. You yeah, <laughs> you're crafty. That's good. Thank you for that. Okay, Gerald. Um, where what's going on with you? Where are people finding you? Are you still doing doors? Tell them about the doors. I am. Uh, first of all, you can find me every day at one listen dot com. It is my passion, mm. and we just got done saying how passionate we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have a radio show, Mystical Moments, which airs one uh, two radio on uh, Monday mornings at eight a.m. Pacific time. And then about the doors, I just recorded, edited, and manufactured a CD with Grammy Award-winning music producer Barry Goldstein, and it is called Soul Stories, Past Life Regression Through the Doors of Perception. No way. Yeah. Really? And it's due to be released on my birthday, and so I am so thrilled for that. When is your birthday? April 23rd. Okay. Oh, my goodness. This is so good. It's so exciting, right? Yeah. Perfect. And you did that very like timely. You took your time and you found somebody who you respect, right? All the right Tarian things. It was it was absolutely a growing passion of mine to show everyone what it their lives can be like if they simply open the doors to their perception and walk right through them. There's the door thing. I love it, Daryl. Thank you so much. And thanks for Thank coming you. on board. Christine, you yeah. are a multi-talented little Taurus over there, just like they all are. But man, you are like doing the music creative thing, right? A lot of that. Tell us what's going on in your life. Well, um, 
as with all my fellow Torians here, I am over at One Two Listen almost every day. Yes, I try to be are. there as much as I can as an advisor, and I have as well a radio show called The Through Line on Friday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm launching classes over at One Two Academy, uh, wrapping my head around how to teach this or that concept and I'm a passionate teacher, as you're learning, Mark. Yes, um, you are passionate. <laughs> um, yeah, and I also write music, and it's based in um, taking these tones and placing them together to activate the various chakras or m- remove blocks that are, you know, it's not, you know, re- popping a ceiling. It's lit- literally just removing the whole room, right? Wow. <laughs> and you can do that with sound frequencies if you place them together so um you can find that that all on my website the music is there and what's the website name crescendo it's a musical term it means to get louder but it's spelled differently it's k-r-y-s-c-h-e-n-d-o.com so i know i don't i it's like mo it's the reason why i can't seem to find some time to eat and you know, Deb will come up to me while I'm at the piano saying, open your mouth. <laughs> There's always time to eat. <laughs> I know. Well, I better come and uh, yeah, hang learn. out with you a bit, love. Well, get used to loving fast food. I have a feeling. No, I'm teasing because I agree with Mo on the um, – <laughs> we have the same sort of cultural thing. I think oh, yeah. once you have grow up with uh, this the sort of ethnic food things that are presented to you and then those that are no longer there, it's kind of like what's the point is at least my reality. But you guys are Tauruses and I think it's not just the, about food. I think it's whatever you all are passionate about because I think even Mo in the heat of a passionate project or passion in general would forget to eat. Can I tell you a quick something? Love just it. really quick. Yeah. I will not eat or drink around someone I do not trust or like. I will not do it. And I and when I'm angry, I cannot eat. Did you all see Babette's Feast? Anybody? What? Yes. The, the consummate Taurus movie, right? Because she believed that everything she touched was in the food. And right. it's one of the most beautiful movies on food ever. So the people listening get into it. But I think there's something to that, Mo, around the energy. Because we used to be big on, don't put that energy in my meal, please. That's right. <laughs> oh, That's right. You know what? I should bring my kids on because they, I have them clear their food. <laughs> make it, you know, or I'm I'm working the energy around clearing the food of the chicken that I'm about ready to cook. That, right. you know, oh, I'm the same way. Oh my gosh, uh, it, my my chicken can't have hormones. It has to be free range. I have to know that it wandered those fields and ready <laughs> to eat it. Otherwise, if I have to think of the alternative, I can't possibly place myself in that energy. That's so cute. Gerald's chickens come with home movies. I walked this field. <laughs> This is where- <laughs> well, I think it's what happens in my house when I'm actually cooking the meal because I'm like I'm doing clearing work on the if I can help the yeah. the the energy that's inside of this this you know whatever it is a, a, a protein in front of me that even though they're not here their trauma still is probably in the body and so yeah <laughs> oh can, Mark can I say something real quickly what out of eating why don't you please Holy do mackerel. when I was young my mother used to tell us we had to eat these 
particular vegetables first because they were going to expire very soon. <laughs> and just the thought of the expiring, I couldn't possibly do it. Please, so yeah. now I am super conscious of all of that. It, nothing can have a blemish or anything else. It's just not energy I want to place in my body. I love it. There's a restaurant here in Denver called Mercury Cafe, and she's an old, old friend of ours, and she will only hire cooks that have very strong tars in their chart, and her places, the people line up for the food. So I love that consciousness. Again, it's because you guys don't tire out of the what you need to have it. Like when you're tired, you're like, well, is this chicken hormone-free? I would say, who cares? It probably got cooked out. You always go, can't eat it. So I know you have the energy. No, um, I would eat it. <laughs> <laughs> but you are sensitive around it, which I but love. But then I'm male. You know, Maybe well, that's the difference. Maybe that's the difference. Well, say. I think that you not eating around people you don't like is a similar thing. You have conditions. It's just meeting them, whatever the conditions might be. I and, just had a strange thought. Yeah. Can I give it to you? Sorry. Yeah. And this is, this is totally ridiculous. What is a Taurus's favorite Greek letter? <laughs> Moo. Uh, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, you have sorry. to save that for your intellectual peers. I'm like, I know Alpha I'm and so Beta. I'm like, you guys, listen, I cannot thank you enough. I knew, now listen, of all the signs we've done so far, this is the one we crack up the most. Why do you think that is? It has something to do with Tarsus bringing the realness to the, to the room. And I do appreciate it, and I see it in each and every one of you. And I hope the people listening got to see it too, because there is something about you guys that brings um, the first solid element to enter the planet is the Tara sign, the fixed earth. So thank you for all you do. Thanks for keeping true to who you are. And I am sorry Hitler was a Taurus. It's not my fault. But <laughs> I do think you all have to be loose a little bit and be open to possibilities that may not be uh, the first answer always no. But I get it. Thank you so much for joining me. Everybody listening, you know where to find these guys. This is why I'm so proud of what I do and so happy that I got a chance to, to be a part of the one two. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you again this time next week for Tara's Part 2. See you later. Bye now. In a time when technology has opened the door for multitudes of social networks and connectivity opportunities, making an informed choice will come down to one thing, the people. Like all the One Two Family services, One Two Radio's hosts are chosen and screened by the very process that made One Two Listen.com the most trusted psychic hotline on the internet. You care about what goes into your body. Let us care about what goes into your mind. One Two Radio.com, changing the way you listen to the world.